Uh, right, hello uh, everybody. Welcome to today's podcast. We're going to be looking at the trading week ahead for the 5th to the 9th of October 2020. Uh, my name is Adrian Boothy. I'm the head of trading here at TrendSignal and as ever I'm joined with our chief analyst Jerry Miller to help take us through and understand uh, what's going on for the events this week. Jerry, are you there? I am. Hi Adrian. Good, excellent. Well Jerry, why don't you kick us off with, uh, well, what don't we know yet? What's coming up? What are the events to get our teeth into this week? Well, uh, it's usual after non-farm payroll week, which is always the first Friday of the new month, that the calendar is a little bit thin on the ground, certainly for economic releases. But <laughs> fortunately, Trump has uh, put pay to it being a quiet week, is what can be described as his carelessness at getting infected with COVID-19, mm. along with others in his administration, I think means this week is going to be a little bit choppy, I'd say. Uh, he's expected to leave hospital today. If he doesn't, the markets come down. If he does, they go up, you know, all this stuff. So, uh, uh, but every day uh, is key, really, for Trump now, winning his second term. So I think he's going to move heaven and earth to try and um, get out of hospital. But maybe he should have moved heaven and earth to make sure not didn't get it in the first place, Adrian. Uh, yeah, but he didn't. It wasn't that important, though, was it? Let's face it. Yeah, it's just Wu flu. It's China flu. It's fine. China flu. China virus. Yeah. Yeah. But it has so, introduced yeah, yeah it, exactly. It, it's it's creating volatility, and we certainly saw a big helping of that on Friday. So if if that's any indication to go by, uh, with Trump coming and going, um, we've got the uh, U.S. Uh, sort of vice president uh, debate this week. So I think we can expect some more volatility as well. So I think it's going to make for an interesting week for us. Yeah, I'd say. I mean, I'm not sure how important the vice presidential um, uh, debate that happens in uh, Utah on Wednesday is. Uh, but you know, it, it provides a bit of entertainment, and, and I think the the, the 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 major sort of analysis of these debates is that they, they rarely do they affect the outcome of the election. The only time it has done was when poor old Jimmy Carter lost uh, an eight-point lead in the last month. But uh, um, I think that was partly to do with the Iran hostage scenario uh, that was being negotiated at the time. Um, I anyway, wonder if, um, I wonder if Trump being uh, unwell with uh, COVID-19 makes people think that the uh, choice of vice president is even more important uh, than ever. Well, there so you go. It does add, add a little extra spice because, of course, he yeah. becomes the, uh, uh, the president if anything happens. And this is, uh, and this is um, who's the, who is at the debate with? Is it Pence? No, am I getting that right? Yeah, it's with Mike Pence. Yeah, Mike Pence, and he's a bit of a yes man. Uh, whereas uh, Kamala Harris, uh, Joe Biden's uh, running mate, she's uh, she's a very bright cookie. Doesn't mean a bright cookie is very good at debating, uh, mm. um, but um, you know it depends how well she handles it under pressure. But she's a she's a pretty successful uh, businesswoman. I uh, think she's a lawyer and also uh, very successful as a politician in Cal from California. So uh, I, I suspect it will be more interesting this one. It was. You know, we think about what happened last Tuesday, and I mean, that was just so unpresidential behavior, really, where <laughs> Trump interrupted Biden 76 times in a 90 minute debate. I mean, it's that's not actually pretty, staggering. You think, you know, that's that's once a, a minute. <laughs> that's, oh. that's incredible. Uh, it, really. just, it just makes for crap watching uh, and it's just a use it's a, an appalling advert for democracy in the US as well. I mean, more sort just... of petulant behavior, really, isn't it? Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Jeez. mild anyway. Um, let's get on to the economics before we upset any um, Trump supporters. And yeah, yeah. Um, let's just see what's uh, what's happening then this week. Let me just bring the calendar up. And uh, well, Biden also yeah. did a bit of interrupting as well. So let's balance it up, but not 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 76 times. That's all I'd say. <laughs> no, well, it'd be hard pressed to. But uh, OK, yeah, Monday, what's, what's going on? Today. So we got, well, uh, first of all, bank holiday. Uh, it, it's this golden week. They, China had a couple of days off at the end of last week, and they've got the first three days off this week, Monday to Wednesday. And that's in celebration of National Day, uh, where it, it's the founding of the People's Republic of China. So that's all quiet. Um, but uh, the first real bit of data is that ISM, uh, non-manufacturing PMI number, Adrian, yeah. uh, which is non-manufacturing equals services, that's what we call it in Europe and the UK. Uh, anything above um, uh, 50 is what we're looking for. And it's there's a slight dip forecast from 56.9 to 56.3, but it's still pretty strong. So I'd say the recovery, if it does come out at that, is well well on track. I'd say. So it's pretty good. So it's it's a, it's a continued expansion, but at a slightly slower rate uh, is what's being yeah, forecast. Yeah, but, but anything uh, above 50 is positive. Uh, but, but that's if it comes out there. Uh, yeah. at 56.3 that's that's what we're all about is it going to uh, of course as it? ever uh, the more of a separation from forecast the more likely the impact on uh, currencies is likely to be so uh, being a high impact item there will you know traders will definitely have their pencils sharpened for that today is probably the main piece of data today um, yeah it could impact the dollar and, and equities but as always i suspect trump triumphantly driving away from hospital back to the White House will completely dominate it. I mean, that's if he does. I, I think he's mad. I think if he, you know, you're not supposed to be driving around doing what he's doing. Uh, this doctor's got to attempt to stay put. You know, this can affect him. I think, wasn't it Johnson went into hospital nine days after getting infected? It, 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 the guy's 74 and he's, he's clinically obese. He should do what his doctors say. I don't yeah. think he does what anyone says. Uh, no, he doesn't. No, why would no. this be any different? Anyway, <laughs> no, you're quite right. Uh, bizarre. Um, and um, uh, Tuesday, uh, let's get back to get on get on track again. Uh, yeah. We got the Reserve Bank of Australia, so their monthly policy meeting. Uh, definitely uh, not expecting anything there. Rates at 0.25% uh, uh, expected to remain. So uh, we'll find out about that by the time we uh, wake up on. Um, yes. Uh, Tuesday morning, uh, the effect will have taken place uh, with the uh, Aussie, uh, all the Aussie pairs. Uh, then for Tuesday, the rest of the day, um, well, we've got Christine Lagarde. She's um, chair person of the uh, European Central Bank, uh, speaking twice on Tuesday, uh, both online. So she can probably do it from her uh, her own house, doesn't have to go anywhere. Um, whether she is or not, I'm not sure. Uh, so we, we tend to listen to what these uh, governors uh, and members of central banks are saying because uh, sometimes they do let slip something to do with monetary policy which yeah. is after all what affects all our markets adrian currencies go up and down on the back of changes in interest rates changes in opinion about interest rates and policy changes to be or, or that are taking place so that's what drives those markets so uh, we have to listen even if she's talking twice um uh, we've got the tory party uh conference the four-day event that ends on uh, Tuesday with Boris Johnson's speech do you know it's been a complete non-starter this year all these conferences we've had the Labour one and the Liberal Democrat one if you didn't notice uh, and some mm -hmm. a lot of people haven't done and I just think it's just like sort of almost been interviewed online um, it just doesn't seem to 
gather all the sort of thoughts together and they're not really achieving anything. I'm surprised it didn't just cancel them, to be honest, but there we go. Um, and then in the uh, afternoon, you've got uh, Jay Powell, so chair, chairman of the um, Federal Reserve. Um, he's speaking about the US economic outlook, uh, which is pretty tough one ahead of the US election, to be honest, but because uh, it all could change. Uh, but uh, um, that uh, what he's talking about could definitely uh, affect the market. So it's something that uh, we'll have to uh, follow quite closely. And it's middle mm. of the afternoon uh, on Tuesday. So uh, watch this space, as they say. Yes. Uh, so Wednesday, uh, a couple of bits there. We've got uh, the FOMC meeting minutes. Uh, coming yeah, that's, that's, that's always that, pretty, pretty interesting. I'd say that's probably one of the key events of the week, really. What that is, Adrian, it's the minutes or the what we call the take on last FOMC meeting uh, and the reasons given. Uh, and one of the major events a couple of weeks ago was really the announcement that the Fed are tolerating higher inflation. And I hear you all saying, well, what's that got to do with us? Well, remember that part of the job of the Federal Reserve as with any central bank is to maintain price stability. And prices, really, think about it, that's what uh, inflation is. It's all to do with our prices going up. Uh, and what the Fed are saying is they'll tolerate higher inflation, higher than what they're targeting. They're targeting 2%. If it goes above 2%, they won't react or at least they won't react for two, three, four months. So what they're saying is inflation's been well below 2%. We don't mind it going above 2% for a few months. Uh, and that's how, and hopefully that's what they're going to explain. I've, I've explained it for them, really. They don't even need to tell us. Uh, but dollar and US uh, equities will be very sensitive uh, to that uh, news. Yeah, I guess the, the inference being that they're less likely to be raising rates in any in any hurry, perhaps not as quick as they might have done if yeah. inflation does really start to kick in. Correct. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ifs and buts there, aren't there? And we've just got this whole uncertainty ahead of us with the election and everything. So, yeah, definitely. I don't uh, just it just rules it out. So they're just saying they'll give it a, quite a lot of leeway. Um, yeah. 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 OK, um, we've got uh, the vice presidential debate uh, on. Um, well, it's what is it? Two o'clock in the morning. We, we uh, now know time, it's Wednesday yeah. night. Yeah, but it's sort of more 9 p.m. Eastern time. Um, so that's that's going on. I mean, it's usually not such a big affair, but it might be a bit more interesting, as we discussed earlier. So uh, uh, we'll be keeping an eye out for that one. Mm -hmm. um, um, and uh, Thursday, uh, Jerry, we've got um, Bank of England again. Um, so uh, yeah, well, I don't know if he's spoken that. Well, again, he was spoke last week, I guess. But he's speaking at this event, which is to do with uh, yeah. failing banks or what happens, uh, how the European uh, Union deals with them. Um, you know, normally when uh, a the Bank of England governor speaks, uh, uh, you'd expect it to have an effect on sterling UK equities, gilts, that's the sovereign, UK sovereign bonds. Uh, but really, I, I, it's only really to do with monetary policy unless he lets slip on something like that. But I wouldn't expect anything necessarily from uh, this uh, early morning on Thursday. Yes, quite. Uh, and then really finally, uh, Jerry, we've got the unemployment claims uh, in the States, which wow. we've discussed, you know, every week. Um, for Well, that, that, that graph says it all, Adrian. Uh, yeah, look at that. I mean, that, that basically is a graph of the massive jump in initial claims when COVID hit. Uh, so massive layoffs, um, of the order of, sort of six, uh, six and a half, five and a half million uh, a day. Uh, so these are the initial claims. But 
it, you can see that it's really flattening out a bit, which is a little bit worrying, uh, and it sort of sums up perhaps what's going on. We've already seen uh, the number of daily infections in the US starting to creep up again, and in New York, it's getting a, a quite worrying in, in quite a few suburbs. So I think uh, they might be going into sort of a partial lockdown again in that particular state. Um, so yeah, not not really that encouraging in some respects uh, for the for the future but uh, uh, so initial weekly claims really uh, it, they need to uh, they need to fall really more than what they are falling at the moment I guess the thing with this is, I mean, we've seen the news in the UK um, over the weekend about Cineworld uh, not reopening their cinemas in the UK and the US. And you kind of think, you know, probably a lot of people thought that might have happened, you know, a few months ago. It's probably inevitable. But in any case, it's been confirmed now. Uh, and yeah. those people will lose their jobs. I think something like five and a half thousand. And I guess it's there's still companies that are trying to survive, trying to survive. Hold on, hold on. And then eventually, you know, they just can't I think it's tough, Adrian. I mean, it's a business that is actually quite a defensive play normally, uh, this, the uh, cinemas, because um, people will still go and watch a film even in a recession, but not when there's a global pandemic. Why are you going to yeah, sit quite. in a dark room with people puffing away <laughs> all around you? You don't know what you're going to get. And it's a tough business because uh, they're likely to go bust if this isn't resolved in six months' time because they've got a huge rent bill, no income. Sure, they can get rid of their staff, but they've still got a massive bill because they're in big locations uh, occupying a lot of space. And it's co it costs them, you know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, OK, uh, I think that's pretty much it then for the week, um, uh, Jerry. So um, what we'll quickly just cover off on is uh, a few of our own events that we've got this week. So uh, if you'd like to learn one of our trading strategies, um, a strategy that we teach our new students uh, as they uh, enroll on our training programs, uh, we'd love to teach you one. And uh, just to help you to, uh, to take on these markets, you can use it for FX indices and commodities. You know, in October is statistically uh, the most volatile month of the year. So let's make sure that you've got a good strategy to help you to uh, profit and succeed uh, from trading them. So if you'd like to learn this strategy, come along to this free webinar. Uh, you can go to bit.ly, so bit.ly slash learn TS, so bit.ly slash learn TS, or just go to trend-signal.com on our homepage there, get yourself booked in. We've got three live trading webinars this week. You can come in and we'll teach you our three simple steps for identifying high probability trading opportunities. Um, but that's it. Otherwise, everybody, have a wonderful week's trading, and we'll look forward to catching up with you next Monday. Bye-bye for now.